Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 14. Now large crowds were gathering, traveling with Jesus, and he turned to them and said, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish it, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down and first consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This fall we will continue looking at the Bible together and significant stories of uh, the Bible. As we uh, read through the Bible together, 180 days. And if you haven't started, I encourage you to uh, start. There's still, I think, some reading plans out in the narthex. Um, And today I'm going to be talking about Abraham and Sarah. Now, Abraham and Sarah are uh, key figures in Scripture. And they had a rough time as they got started because they wanted desperately to have children, but couldn't. And God promised them. God came to them and said, yes, you will have children and you will conceive and bear a son and you will be the father and mother of many, many nations. We continue to be the children of Abraham and Sarah. And today we read in Genesis chapter 18 about the time when these three angels from God came to Abraham and Sarah and said, yes, this will happen. And Sarah, what does she do? She laughed. And as I thought about what I wanted to talk about today with Abraham and Sarah, I thought about that idea of God coming to us and saying, yes, this is what I have in store for you. This is the plan that I have for you. And somehow we don't believe it. And perhaps we laugh. In my early 20s, I was uh, I dropped out of college. Um, I went to finish my second year at Luther College and um, my third year at Luther College. And I dropped out and I started working at Calumet uh, full time. And I enjoyed working at Calumet. I hosted retreats for different church groups that would come up. And while I was working there, I I had I led Bible studies and I talked with people and um, from all around New England. And um, one day this woman said to me, she turned to me and said, Joe, have you ever uh, considered going to seminary and becoming a pastor? And in that moment, I laughed. I did think about it. Actually, when I was in high school, I preached my first sermon. 
Um, and I thought that, well, you know, people asked me if I wanted to go to seminary. And then, in fact, I played high school football and a lot of the guys on the football team would call me the preacher because I talked about church and I wasn't one of those guys that went out and, and just cursed a lot or anything. And they knew that I was connected to the church. And, but I thought to myself, I, I could never go to seminary because I had this idea of what pastors were like. I knew that I was an okay student. I wasn't the, the best student. Um, at that point in my life, in my early 20s, since I dropped out of college, I didn't have my college degree, and I knew that I needed to have my college degree. And when I thought about pastors, I thought that they were in their offices, surrounded by hundreds of books, and I'm like, I don't even really like to read. Why would I ever do that? I didn't think I was the type of person to go to seminary and to be a pastor. So I laughed. Has there been times in your life when you were faced with something, perhaps even a calling from God, when you thought, this is what God is calling me to do, but it seems impossible? Maybe there's some time in your life when somebody suggested something to you. I think you would be a great fill in the blank. But you could never imagine yourself doing it. Was there a time that you laughed because you thought it might be impossible for you to accomplish something? Sarah, both Sarah and Abraham laughed at the idea that they were going to conceive and bear a child because they were old. They were both in their late 90s at this time. But God said, this is happening And when the angel of the Lord came to them, when God came to them and said, yes, you are going to be blessed with this. And you look at the stars in the sky. There's not even as many stars as the children that you are going to have. They heard this news and they laughed. They thought it was totally impossible. At the age of 90, Sarah, at this point in her life, finally finished crying over the fact that she was not going to conceive a child. I mean, just imagine Sarah and Abraham are newly married and they had these ideas of of their future together. Month after month, year after year, their dream of having children suddenly became hopeless. God comes into the life and says, no, this is not hopeless. This is going to come. But it didn't happen. Five years later. 10 years later, 15 years later of God promising that this is going to happen and it did not happen. And at this point in Sarah's life, she thought it's over. We can imagine Sarah going to her usual work as if nothing was of the matter, but on the inside she was sad. So when God came to her and renewed this promise that she would have a son, She and Abraham laughed because the timing was off. Maybe it's like you're having this this party and things are going well, but you want to find a certain music for for the party, your favorite song. And you look, you desperately search to find this this music and and you finally find it, but it's too late. The party is over. Everyone's gone home. 
There's no sense playing the music anymore, Lord. Everybody has gone home. We don't need your promises anymore, Lord. The time has passed. The party is over. We may do with what we had. We found other music to play. Now, this doesn't mean that Abraham and Sarah both lost their faith in God. Life is, hasn't been everything that we hope for, Abraham says. We still have our faith in God. Sarah has her faith in God. Because after she laughed, the, the Lord challenged her and said, why did you laugh? Because with God, all things are possible. God can do anything. And as we read the story of Abraham and Sarah, we we know how faithful they were and how much they believed in the promises of God. But after a lifetime of disappointment, they laughed because they thought the dreams that they had were never going to be fulfilled. Sometimes that's how we feel, too. As the children of Sarah and Abraham, we have dealt with our own pains, our own losses. We have wondered why God hasn't answered our prayers. We have made our compromises in life. We, too, have learned to live with less. And yet we still believe, we still have faith. But when we think about the brokenness of our lives, when we think about all the times that we have wanted something so bad, so desperately bad, and and it hasn't come into fruition, and then we have doubt, we have fear, we have sadness. And perhaps those are the moments when we laugh. We hear the promises of God, we see our lives, and we see somehow they don't match up with one another, they don't fit. How can they possibly come together? And so we ask ourselves, we find ourselves broken, whatever that looks like. We ask ourselves, is there hope? When we experience death, death of a loved one, death of our dreams, we ask, can there be new life? And with God, the answer is always yes. Because we see that even though Sarah and Abraham are in their late 90s, even though they were barren, even though they laughed, God came to them and they had a son. The miracle is that in spite of all the evidence otherwise, in spite of our laughs, our denials, our doubts, our fears, God comes into our lives and God says yes. Yes to the things that we thought were impossible. Yes to our dreams and our deepest prayers. God came to me and said, yes, yes, Joe, you will finish your bachelor's degree. Yes, you will be accepted into seminary. Yes, you will graduate seminary and become a pastor. And I thought back after I graduated on the days when I thought the idea was totally crazy and possible that I would ever go to seminary and finish it. And I realized how amazing God truly is. 
God comes into your life and says yes. God says yes to your dreams. Yes, I love you. Yes, I care for you. Yes, I promise to be with you. And we experience those yeses here in this space when we gather together as the church. When we gather together to support one another, to hear the joys and struggles of each other. When we gather together and we sing together, we pray together. When we gather around the altar together and really, truly receive God present in our lives in a real way, in the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And then we take these promises, these hopes, these aspirations that we experience with one another and we go out into the world and we share those with the world and we tell the world our hopes and dreams and we see how amazing our God truly is. Thanks be to God, in Jesus' name, amen.